God can't bless who you pretend to be or who you compare yourself to. He can only bless you and the lane that was created for you. I feel that for somebody. You don't need no edge entity. You need boundaries. What? I don't need your likes. I don't need your validation. All I need is a God fighting for me that says all things, all things, all things. Y'all want to be ballers? Shot callers, brawler callers, brawlers who be dipping in the bins with the spoilers on the loaf from the Jake and the Taurus. Oh, wait a minute. Who just went back to where they came from for a minute? Can do y'all remember when it was all about the Benjamins, baby? And I don't mean actual Benjamins. I mean just like your allowance. I was singing this song when I had nothing but an allowance. Talking about it's all about the Abraham Lincolns, but you could not tell me they were not Benjamins. Who be dipping in the beds with the spoilers? <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Jasmine Iverson said, I was crunk. Halima said, hey. And Shaw, when you walked by, I just want you to know that half of your jacket was in the camera. Just so you know. Just so you know. I'm trying to run a professional situation here. And I just want you to know that I got your jacket in here. Okay. Uh, Gethani says, it's SJR in the bars. Hey, child. Crystal says, love when you rap. Did y'all remember just when a time was had and your arm is in the camera too, Malachi? Can, maybe we should move the camera up. Yes, what is happening? Okay, listen. Um, so let's see. Mars says, okay, y'all, it might be funny and all when y'all when we slash y'all cut up, but I don't think the goal here should be to intentionally cut up. Yes, we should know better and do better. Shouldn't we be evolving? And then she said, LOL. Mari, I was with you. And then you said, LOL. We should, we, we should come here with the intent to evolve. No LOL in real life. Cashier says, you have a share badge. You know what the word says about little things. Oh, come on now. Uh, she's obviously talking to someone in the delegation. What's up? This is the Woman Evolve podcast. I am your girl, S to the J to the R. And you are being joined with my friends, my girls, my homies, the delegation. They are tuning in from Facebook and YouTube. For those of you who are like, when can I catch a live? When can I hear this anointed singing in person and in live, let me tell you something. You can do that on um, Mondays at 2 p.m. I was I lost my train of thought because Shanice was trying to sneak by the camera without being seen. So Mondays at 2 Pacific, Pacific, specific standard time, you can catch this Woman Evolve podcast, okay? Uh, Jasmine says, not the karaoke mic. Jasmine, this is not any ordinary karaoke mic. See, if you're listening to the podcast, you don't understand that the delegation sent your girl a rose gold mic because I need something to help me share this voice that I have in my heart that has not been released yet fully, okay? Pretty says, I'm catching a live and it's nice to see everything is working and I won't hear you going off on the playback on Apple Podcasts. It, you know what? We're doing what we can out here to make things happen, okay? 
Uh, Christina says, is that microphone in a cup? No, it's got its own little speaker situation on here. So I can turn the volume up so you can hear me. It's got echo because sometimes some of us need a little extra help. Some of y'all don't need it. Some of us do. And then you can even put your music on here. And so I like to keep my podcast nearby in case a song hits my spirit because I'm a psalmist, a minstrel, if you will. And I need to have my things close to me. Okay. Our tree says, I miss this delegation. We miss you too. What's up, Monique says three course meal spaghetti and all that. You better. I was going to do TI. You can have whatever you like, but just refreshed myself with the lyrics. Madly inappropriate. As are most of the songs that I grew up listening to, extremely disappointed. And yet every now and then I sprinkle a little bit of throwback to remind you of how far God has brought you. Because sometimes you just need a reminder. Can I tell y'all real fast? I watched the Britney Spears documentary, Oh Baby Baby. Don't act like, don't make me, okay, now is not the time to act like you have just been out here being a baby thug your whole life. You know that when Britney tied up that little shirt and was in that school hallway with them pigtails dancing and bopping that you had a bop in your spirit, okay? Let's not get into NSYNC versus Backstreet Boys. Who were you rolling with? NSYNC for me. Not that I didn't have love for the Backstreet Boys, but NSYNC, I think it was Justin. I think Justin made me feel like he had a little, like he had an uncle or something. Somebody who had gotten in the family and just put him down with the runs and the things that make the singing where it needs to be. NSYNC was my group. Um, Hanson, remember Hanson had a run? What was the one with Nick? 98 Degrees? You know what I'm saying? Um, but let's not act like pop didn't have a little bit of a stronghold in your spirit. Can we be, can we be honest about it? Okay, Teresa's the LO, I'm not really sure. Are we talking about the book. Yeah, my voice, it hasn't been released yet. Okay. Uh, South Royalty said, we need SJR in a booth. We do need SJR in a booth. I agree with this. <laughs> I agree with this. Sharon said, everybody wanted to be Britney. Indeed. Elaine says, I made it for a live. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, my goodness. You are my big sister in my head, Sarah Jakes Roberts. And I love you all. <laughs> Ashley Tate says, I came in singing to the windows, to the wall. Let me grow up. Ashley, please. No, do better. Do better, society. Okay. Uh, let's see. Christina says, can we hear some bars, though? I have my bars. You must have been late. I sprinkled them old bars for you. Yolanda says, in sync, and we will allow those to drown who don't agree. If we, if you, if you try to put Backstreet Boys over NSYNC, I don't even know if we could be friends no more. You know what I'm saying? I want to, but I don't even know. Jessica Fairstow said New Edition. Indeed, New Edition had a run. You know, I'm I'm more in the 2000s with it right now, you know, but if you want to go back there, we can go back there because New Edition did keep things popping, okay? We, we got to give props where props are due. Ja'Kayla says, but did you eat your spaghetti and ranch? Delegation wants to know. I'm glad you asked, okay? Because Rob, who is the producer and engineer of this podcast told me that he is a spaghetti connoisseur. Last week after our episode, he wanted to know if spaghetti and ranch was really a thing because he is a connoisseur. Says he makes the best spaghetti. I said, let's see. He brought me some spaghetti on today. And guess what I'm going to do when this podcast is over? I'm going to eat my spaghetti and I won't put ranch on it because I want him to be able to present it in the way in which he wants to present it. Now, after I've taken it in, I may sprinkle a little ranch on there and tell him that he's missing his blessing and that things could be on the next level because sometimes you got to let people know when they could be upgraded is all I'm saying, okay? Uh, Jasmine says, both of them, but if I were to choose, it was definitely in sync. Justin was a fave, all memories. Um, 
Do y'all remember when Instinct said, God must have spent a little bit more time on you? God must have spent. Because they sang high. They didn't have no bass in their voice. A little more time on you, on you, on you, on you. Y'all don't remember that video? And they was, first of all, don't like you didn't watch The Box or MTV. The countdown, okay, or 106 in part, but they was in the little outside and it was fall and it was waterfall and they had all the hand movements and the hand on the chest and then the hand going around wiping down something. What was they wiping down when they did the hand like that? What was that wiping around shame, wiping around heartbreak? They just wiped it on. Shanice wants me to stop. All right, everything's fine. Ariel says, This was before my generation. That's oh, Ariel. <laughs> if you. Ariel, if you just calling us old, let's say that. <laughs> Ariel said this was before. Who y'all listen to? Who's them, them little boys? Them little boys. Them little boys that that the, 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 the kids like. That Taya, Taya grew up loving. Them little boys. Who you like? Mindless behavior. See, our folks had things to say. Mindless behavior. It ain't no wonder a generation has lost their mind with mindless behavior. You needed someone to tell you to be in the back street of the church, okay? Be in sync with what God is doing in your life. Not no mindless behavior. She said this was before my generation. Auntie status is real. When I tell y'all, people call me auntie on Instagram and I be thinking to myself, I don't know if I'm old enough to be auntie, but guess what? Sis is old enough to be auntie and sometimes you just got to embrace auntie status. Kara Jones says, Backstreet Boys, TLC, digging on you, digging on me, digging on you, baby, ba ooh, baby, baby. Come on, y'all. Laveau said, I cackled with Hanson. Mm, Bob, I remember. Mm, Bob, mm, Bob, Bob, ooh, uh, mm, mm, Bob. <laughs> Monica Dorsey says, Woman Evolve. Yes, with Jackie Hill Perry, that mixtape would both go viral. Let me see if we could get Jackie on some bars together, see what we can make happen. Um, okay. EK Todd says, How did we get to this again? I, I can understand how you're confused. Um, I am down a, I'm down a road here at this point. Um, but that's all right. Rob, I want you to know that Daisy says he's been talking about this spaghetti for as long as I've known him and ain't brought me none, never. Daisy, swing by the office and I will see if I can keep you a corner. Okay, let me see. Um, let's see. Erica said Ariel just aged us big time. <laughs> when I say big time. All right, listen, the comments are coming in fast. Uh, listen, oh, Nicole said I don't want no scrub. First of all, can we just for a minute talk about when girls group when girls group had an era? Like when we said, you know what, we ain't worried about the Backstreet Boys. We not worried about anything. Well, we worried about our bills, bills, bills. Do y'all remember Black Boom on the 808? And I be making circles like a figure eight. I know it feels good from head to toe. Oh, so, so come on to me, baby. Here we go. That Huh? That girl, you know that girl, she passed away. Yeah, one of the girls in black passed away. Oh, hey, let me not be on here lying, but I think so. <sighs> As she did, for real, in real life. Yeah, Natina Reed. She sure did. Let me tell you, black had a moment. 
Who else was good? Black Street. Okay, well, if you want to talk about guys again, but then Destiny's Child, Destiny's Child, Bills, Bills, Bills. At first, we started off real cool. And they was in the hair salon taking me places I ain't never been. Then you had the audacity to even come and step to me and ask borrow some money from me until you get your check next week. You trifling, good for nothing. To- okay, I quit. <laughs> Because as you can see, I could just keep going and going. Monique Smith said, I still listen to black. You know who had me feeling like a thug in real life was Total, though. Um, to- oh, God, bring it to me. <laughs> Total, what? Give me the lyrics. Give me the lyrics. The Total song, hold on. Uh, Ke- Kima, Keisha, and Pam. And then Missy said a bad word. And then she said more bad words. Uh, and then she said some more bad words. Um, yeah. Baby, there's something, uh, something, me and her, la, 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 <laughs> she, 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 she sees no competition, so tell her. <laughs> I am so disappointed in myself when we are just beginning. What's up? Okay. Jaquita says, SO702, get it together. We love it. Kiki says, Total Kissing You was my stuff. Yes. Uh, Lena Marie says, Bugaboo was my jam. Come on, don't be a bugaboo. Okay. All right. Listen, I'm finished. I'm going <laughs> to. Oh, my mic. You're right. Christina, thank you for reminding me of my bike. I need one more song and then I will move on. <laughs> I didn't use my mic for the other songs. I didn't use my mic for the other songs. Do y'all remember the Rugrats when the Rugrats came out with a movie and y'all was all too old to be there, but we was there anymore? <laughs> Wait, which huh? Sandman. No, not the Sandman. You can't have a hook. Um, um, so the one, let me see. Um, the Rugrats song. Take me there. I want to go there. Take me there. Let's go there. Just take me to that great place. She was talking about the kingdom. <laughs> she was talking about, she was talking about the kingdom. Take me to that great place with blessing and wisdom. Sitting here thinking about yesterday. Y'all, y'all don't understand. <laughs> Okay, listen. All right, be mature. Are you drinking your water? Are you minding your business? Okay. Um, Filmika would like for Core, Filmisha would like for Core to come and get the mic, and yet Core is not here. So that's it. Christina says, What about SWV? If you thought you could sing, you were singing, We, I get. So weak in the knees, I can hardly. Cause it had a little, it had a little, it had a, it wasn't quite right. Rob, yes or no? No, no. Okay, huh. shy. Yes or no? No. Okay. <laughs> um, the first rescue is me. I am here. Who would like to help me? <laughs> let's let's open the biddings. Are we starting with floaties or jets? Here I am. Um, all right. So listen, I just want you all to know that I have been doing my best to drink my water. I have fallen off of drinking my gallon of water for like, it's been years. I ain't seen a gallon of water since whoo 
two years, okay? But for the last few days, I have been drinking at least half my body weight in ounces and sometimes a little bit more. And obviously, the hydration is doing wonders on my mind. I've been taking my vitamins because you know you need to be taking vitamins. We are not anti-status for no reason. You need those vitamins. Messed around, got my hair washed and trimmed today. Couldn't tell me nothing over the weekend. Hair was doing what flourishing. Has never flourished before. Can I talk to the people who have had struggle hair before? I know some of y'all got that little, you know, the West Indian, Puerto Rican, Asian, Indian in your family that y'all be pulling from. The rest of us... We don't even know what to do with our hair for years, but God has been blessing and ordaining these strands to flourish. And I got to see it firsthand because sometimes you don't know what God is doing in your life until someone comes and helps you to see and someone came to help me to see it. And I thank God I bless him for this. Um, what else did I do this weekend? That's I had a three-day weekend, which was blessed. It helped me. I reset, I recovered, and I'm ready for the week. What you doing in your life? Noelle says, I'm mad. Says cover her nose to sing week. It did have a nasal kick to it. It did. She did have a little nasal because she was crying, weak in the knees, and then her nose was stuffy. So she had she couldn't sing the song and be present fully, okay? Um, Jessica says, oh, she's, I see you, sis, top fan. Come on now. All right, so how about that? Um, Zola says, somebody rescue sis right now. <laughs> um, everything's fine. Nessa says, drinking my water and minding my business while being courageous and stepping out my comfort zone. We love that. Ashley Tate says, you were faithful over a few strands and he's making you rulers over many. Let me tell you something. I thought for a minute, because it was down and it was, you know, flat ironed. And I was like, let me see how long this will last. I wrapped it the way y'all say to do on YouTube. When you work out, they say to wrap your silk press and keep it on there until it dries and then you can maintain your press. I did that. I got on the treadmill. I wrapped it up real nice. It was real nice. Nice circle. I wrapped it up, put my scarf on. I let it dry. And then when I took it off, it was like an afro that had been wrapped around. I said, girl, please stop playing with me. And so I went on and braided it back down to put this wig on. But I just want y'all to know that God is still in the blessing business. I don't know how many times you've lost your hair, how many times you've lost your edges, but I want you to know that he will restore and regrow. And I'm not talking about what I heard about. I'm talking about what I know. Okay. And that's on who? the lamb that was slain because I heard that's what we're saying now. Help me to understand. Tiffany says, I got a regret sweatshirt and will watch the movie again. Live your life. Live your life and don't let nobody tell you otherwise. Saved Women says, love that shirt. Says, thank you. This I ordered this from... Um, Allie Love from the Love Squad. She um, is a Peloton instructor. But I saw this little sweatsuit and the slides... And I said, bless Lord. Okay, so let's get into these rescues, okay? We are going to rescue people. I've already submitted myself for consideration. I know you're going to rescue me, so it ain't even no point in debating about that. I already know there's a floaty somewhere within my realm because somebody's going to look out for me. Someone enjoyed this karaoke that I just submitted to you all. Um, so let's try and rescue folks, okay? Um, our first story, our first rescue, if you listen for the first time and you don't know what Rescue Eve is, it's when people are out here knowing better but not doing better, and we just try to see what we can do to see things from a different perspective, okay? How about that? Um, our first story, um, guys, we need to rescue the United Negro College Fund 
On Monday, the United Negro College Fund announced that Milton Jones Jr., a businessman and civic leader in Atlanta, had been named chairman of the UNCF board. It would have been an interesting, though not that remarkable bit of news, except that UNCF pointed out in the first line of the press release announcing it that Jones is the first African-American to chair the organization's board. Let me tell you something. I did not know that the United Negro College Fund has not had a Negro at the head of the board. That was brand new information for me. But, you know, should we still rescue? Like, do we have to throw the whole thing away because there wasn't a person of African-American, you know, um, not descent? From African, yeah, descent. That's right. Yeah, that's the right word. See, there's when you have, you can't be out here cutting up and then switching over because you don't know the right words. But to have uh, an African American at the helm, is that how do we feel about that? Can we rescue? Olani says rescue SJR. Sonia says rescue SJR. Send the Jack. <laughs> Carla Bibles is talking about Jodeci. Now, if you want me to sing Jodeci, I could just stop and we could just karaoke all day. All right. Um, Robin says, what? And Cassandra says, oh, my. When I tell you had no clue, like, I remember the United Negro College Fund doing, like, telethons and just, like, never once did I even consider that there was possibly not a black person at the helm of the organization. That's crazy. But should we rescue? I mean, were they they still out here doing things? They say a lot of HBCUs. I don't know this because you already know my college experience is very limited. But um, I heard a lot of HBCUs are named after white men or started by white people. So, like, what do you guys think about this? Do we rescue? What do we say? I am Grace says, how is that possible? It's it's shocking. Lakeisha says, no, ma'am, that's crazy for sure. Sadai Frederick says, I was today years old. When I say today, Mary Townsend says, rescue, SJR needed that info. Let's rescue. <laughs> Stephanie says, that's pathetic. You better. <laughs> you better. That, that it's, it's interesting. And so the line, okay, Lily says, who was it? There were nothing but white men before. Halima says, this deep. Pat Pitt says, rescue Alexi Hammond, poor kid punished for uh, for a tweet when she was 16. I don't know. you going to look that up? I don't know nothing about that. Alexi Hammond, we'll look that up. Tay Olivia says, we can rescue, but they can't make that mistake again. Nene says, my question is, why not? I missed the application. Um, Destiny Curry says, it's giving systematic oppression disguised as charity. You, listen, you know, I don't know. Manelva says, I knew that because we're not getting any of those funds in the lifeboat. Monica Dorsey says, throw the whole board away. You know, let me tell you something. Tanisha says, you got to start learning your history. Evidently, we do. Cache says, I have mixed feelings about this. You know, I have heard that a lot of the historically black organizations, probably things very much like this and even some of our universities were started by white people to kind of help keep segregation alive in some capacity. And so they're still controlling, I guess, maybe the segregation of it. I don't know. And I don't have enough education to speak 
to it from a place of significance, but I will say it's very interesting. Tiff Thomas says, that is news. Robin Beer says, I mean, are there minorities on the board? That's worth that's worth looking into. Shalandria says, even though it's new information, it is not shocking. Sadly, people who make a lot of decisions don't belong to those groups. Example, men making abortion laws. Lanisha says, that's kind of disturbing in 2021, but at this point, we shouldn't even be surprised. It is very, I mean, the United Negro College Fund. Interesting. That's all I got. Are we rescuing or is this too heavy? <laughs> is it too heavy altogether? Ty V Creation says one of the former chairpersons' name was Michael Jordan. Yeah, but I guess it wasn't in the, that we... In the way that we know. Okay. Um, Hadija says, I went to HBCU and some HBCUs are named by white folks. Brittany says, rescue, but I guess, question, but I question their motives. I'm confused. Tybee says, one of the former chairperson's name was Michael Jordan. You know what we need to do? We need to rescue them and then we need them to help explain this to us. Like, how? tell us, give us some history, help us understand what happened because we are lost and confused and we just don't understand. And you know, help us is what I'm saying. Okay. So, um, Ozioma says, throw it all away. I think we should, I th- you know, we could rescue. Elise says, I can't rescue or not because it's too heavy. All right. So I guess we just leave this one alone. We just leave this somewhere. EK Ty says, I attended PVAMU and we are built on a top of a plantation. So there's that. All right. All right. Rosalind said too heavy to lift right now. Do you, if y'all want me to go back to singing, just say that. Um, I'm sending you a four-page letter. This is my song to the UNCF. Explain this to me. How could a white man start the UNCF? (laughs) I'm sending you a four-page. I used to love that song. I used to want to write letters on college rule paper, honey. You want my mic? Okay. Sorry, guys. (laughs) My mic is in timeout for a little bit, but that's all right. That's that's all right. I guess I'll move on. Shantina says, yeah, go ahead and sing because we turned deep in this camp. (laughs) But my singing has lifted the spirits of the delegation. All right, let's move on. Kylie Jenner, okay, the 23-year-old entrepreneur drew backlash over the weekend after seeking donations from makeup artist Samuel Rauda's medical expenses. Following his car accident last weekend, Jenner posted a request for her friends to contribute and gave $5,000 to the cause herself, which featured a screenshot of the Instagram story from the British Sun. Uh, she said, may God watch over you and protect you. She tagged him and then encouraged people to give. A lot of people were frustrated by this, though, because, you know, he needed $60,000. And what she, you know, what they were saying was she could have just gave him $60,000. And I feel like, you know... It is never a bad time to not count folks' money. You know what I mean? You could stop doing that any at any moment. This is the same reason why folks go out to lunch with the cousin who got the good job and order up anything and then be like, oh, you can handle it. You can handle it. No, I can't handle it. I'm saving. You know what I mean? I got bills too. The more money you have, the more bills you have, right? Because you get more money, you want to live somewhere nicer. Somewhere nicer said, well, give me some more nicer money. And what happens is you just continue to have to cough up money. And I just, I don't know. What do you all think? 
think about that. I don't know. Um, Shy, I just want you to know the delegation is not happy you took the mic. So you'll probably get a few DMs about that. Okay. Um, so, you know, how do we feel like that? Do we, are we going to rescue? Should she have just given the $60,000? I would like to rescue her because once again, counting folks' coins, no matter how many coins they have, it just don't ever seem like a good idea to count folks' coins. It just seem like a bad idea is what I'm saying. Um, Antoinette says, I know that's right. I am saving. Don't count my pockets. Till I said, that sounds like a nosy spirit. Baby girl can get rescued. It is a nosy spirit. And, and let me tell you something. Answer this question uh, carefully because folks are going to assume, especially those of you with multiple children, that your stimmy is sitting fatter than their stimmy. And they're going to want to know what you can cough up on. They're going to be like, you know, you got more stimulus than I did. Go on and get this. Or maybe we could go three quarters. You go three quarters. I go a quarter on it. You know, people going to have family trips in their spirit. They're going to want to do things and they're going to think you got a little extra. And I just think we should not do it. Dominique says, these are valid points. Says pocket watching should be a sin, but we are not <laughs> rescuing Kylie. Jenner. Jamie says, no rescue. Firing squad. Maya Thurston says, we can pray for her, for, pray her strength in the Lord. Tay Olivia says, agreed. We can't tell her how to spend or donate her funds. Life is Vicky says, no, we not rescue. All right. Ashley says, rescue her. <laughs> Skylar says, rescue and stop counting her coins. Can we just, you know, Mimi Howell says, I'm a mind my black business on that. Don't, don't want nobody in my pocket, so I'm never going to be in someone else's. When I say never, Luana says, rescue Kylie. Let me tell you something. Mm. Just know that everybody ain't, it ain't what you think it is. If we, everybody is in need in some way. And she said, I think she ended up posting something about this. I'm not going to read it. But she said she posted a little Insta story literally just 35 minutes ago where she said, like, he isn't my makeup artist. And unfortunately, we don't have a personal relationship anymore. But I have worked with him a few years ago. So basically, you know, I don't I can't read this whole thing right here because I got other things to do today, as do you. But what I'm surmising from those first few sentences is like, I know him. I don't know him that well. It's tragic what happened to him, which is why I participated in helping him. But at the end of the day, you know, I, you know, everybody, I can't do everything. Dion says, Dion, that's my middle name. Dion Holder says, rescue, stay out her pockets. Like they sell, no rescue. Kylie could have just gave him the money, but she wanted the clout for doing something. Aw. All right. Well, you know, this is what I think. We're about half and half on this one. To be honest, we about half and half on this. And so this is what I think. I think that whoever sent me that floaty, if you could just throw one at Kylie as well, and maybe together we could just dog paddle our way back to a place of stability and not be in the deep of the ocean in this season, okay? Uh, how about we say that? How about, can we just split this rescue down the middle? So, you know, Sonia says she a billionaire, no rescue. Maybe, maybe she could help rescue me from when y'all didn't like my singing and then we could all just be rescued together. I don't know. I don't know. Artrice says I can rescue her bank account, but not her. Artrice will see that's not, see you're changing the rules. <laughs> it's not, we don't, that's not the rules. You know, we, you know, we got to take everybody, the whole thing. Okay. Um, all right. So guess not. Okay. Um, there was someone, who else? Let me see. We did. Am I doing that one? UNCF. Oh, oh, can I tell y'all something? Sometimes y'all think 
that it's just certain cultures out here trying to get whatever they can get for free. It exists in every culture. Taiwanese officials begs people to stop changing their name to salmon for free sushi. Earlier this week, sushi chain Akindo Sushiro kicked off what local media later dubbed salmon chaos after offering free food on Wednesday and Thursday to whole tables of customers named Gui Yu or salmon. Diners with aquatic monikers could also get discounts up to 50% off. Dozens of people received free meals in the first days of the promotion and more. Let me tell you something. People change their name to salmon to get free food. And at this point, Life is so expensive that I don't even, I don't even care. One college student said he and his friend had eaten the equivalent of more than $235 in sushi after he changed his name to Explosive Good Looking Salmon, according to local reports. Saints. Saints. When I tell you the saints are out here trying to do whatever is necessary (laughs) to make sure that we can eat for free. Chelsea Dennis says, ha, 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 not salmon. Daisy said, salmon chaos is taking me out. South Royalty said, bruh. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you know, Kesha said, I was about to say, doesn't she? Oh, she have a joke. We talking about Kylie. Um, can we say, can we say that that's all right or not all right? You know what I mean? Like, Changing life is hard out here. And if people just want you to change your name a little bit to eat for free, are we willing to do this? What would Chick-fil-A, who would you, if to get a lifetime supply of Chick-fil-A, would you change your name to Chicana? Would you change your name to, what would you, what, what, what would you name yourself to get some free Chick-fil-A forever is what I'm saying. Genevieve says the process for changing your name Though it's a little rough, it's a little rough. <laughs> Nessa says, Wait, did you ask if we we're going to rescue these folks? Um, nah, Shakina says, Anything for a meal, I guess. I mean, I guess, because I said he said by whatever means. When I say whatever means necessary, what would you change your name to? Like, if they said, You know what, we'll give you um, a BBL or we will give you. Whatever it is you need right now that you don't want to pay for, you can get it for free. What would you have to change your name to in order to get it? Would you be Liposina? What what would you what would you call yourself to get your to get whatever you need for free? Whatever it is, they said salmon is worth it. Ozioma says send a fishing boat that they they had to do what they had to do. Agreed. Brittany says it's a pandemic. They might be hungry. That's what I'm saying. I think we should rescue. Courtney Black says, but why in the first place? Hunger. <laughs> Hunger. Shakina says, not changing our whole name for some food. Somebody would do it. Somebody said, I didn't like this name. No way. Maybe if I change my name, people will stop calling me. I don't know. Dominique says, y'all, this is thirsty. Not okay. First of all, salmon, sushi is expensive. Okay. And if God has called you to be a sushi eater, but you don't have a sushi budget, what would you do? Idolin says a lifetime of Chick-fil-A, the Lord's calories. Um, yes. Okay. <laughs> Miss Kina says, my name is Chikina. I'm in. Okay. Amanda says, Chick-a-fil-A. Come on, Chick-a-fil-A. McIntyre is all I'm saying. What if for a lifetime of Chick-fil-A and no calories, let's say God is out here blowing our minds exceedingly and abundantly. A lifetime supply 
apply if Chick-fil-A and there are no calories applied to this Chick-fil-A? Is your name changing a little bit? You can still have a middle name. Go by your middle name. Just change your name. Rosalind says, what? I'm going to change my name to get more coins. Jenner, perhaps. Uh, it's, it's, it's working. It's working. Pat Pitt says, salmon is a fish. Don't name yourself after a fish. Somebody somewhere is named salmon in real life. Because people be out here like, I named you after my favorite color. I don't know if this is true or not, but my brother said they went to high school with somebody whose name was Pajame, but it was spelled pajamas. Now, I'll also tell you my brothers are liars. (laughs) I will also add that they lied to me about so many things growing up that I don't even know what truth is. But they did say that they went to school with somebody named Pajame and her name was spelled pajamas. Now... Why would you take pajamas and write that on somebody's birth certificate? You know, I don't understand, but it's possible. Brianna said she would name herself Wigana for a lifetime of wigs, and you're not, it's not a bad idea. Wigana, first of all, it sound, it's giving me French. <laughs> it's giving me exotic, okay? We love a little Wigana. We got Jeanne. We made, let's elongate it, okay? Call me Wee Wee for short. I don't know. Probably not Wee Wee. That didn't sound good. G, Wigana, Gaga. You can call me Gaga for short. <laughs> wow, this podcast is really bad already. E.K. Todd says, y'all don't be out here like Esau. That's ch- changing your birth. Come on and. Thank you and speak the word in here. Somebody said, who is Esau? Read your word, okay? Esau gave over his birthright, all right? He changed his name, kind of, in a way. He gave over his position is the point, okay? Um, and that says Netfila. <laughs> Netfile. <laughs> Come on, Netflix. Netflix and Chick-fil-A all up in there together. Um, okay, so... Nessa says, I know someone named Pay Me Cash. They are from Pasadena, California. Nessa, for real? (laughs) You know what? Somebody was bitter when they named that child. Somebody said they weren't going to pay no child support. They said, not only will you pay child support, you will pay me in cash. Okay. I don't know if this is true, but this is the story I have deduced by the name. Okay. Um... Let's see. Let's see. Jaleesa says, I would change my name to Sally Mae if I had no student loan debt. Do you? I heard that they out here canceling student loan debts. Somebody said, did you? I saw an article on that where it said, <laughs> Shanice has piped up. Shanice is back in uh, response to emails from most of the podcast, but she popped right on that. Yes, yeah, something I saw on the news about, hold on, hold on, the student loans being um, taken to zero for some accounts. Hold on, let me see, let me see. Um, Biden cancels $1 billion in student loans, three potential next steps for student loan forgiveness. But you have to be eligible. There's a certain criteria to make you eligible. You know what I mean? Um, All right. I don't know. I I can't tell you the criteria right now. I'm at work. I'm going to call you right back. (laughs) Amy says, I will absolutely change my name to Amy Chicana Sanchez. Let me tell you something. There's nothing. Whoever works at the student loan office, wherever, whoever Biden had to call to cancel that a billion dollars, you know that she was like, hey, y'all, hey, hey, they about to cancel it. Stay by your phone. I'm going to call you right back. (laughs) Get in line. Get in line. Get by some Wi-Fi. You got to apply. Hold on. I'm going to call you right back. Okay. Because listen, to have the plug on student loans about to be canceled, you know you had to let your squad know. I just wish you would have called us. We love you. We did delegation, okay? Um, Brianna says, how did we get here? Uh, good question. Good question. 
Great question. Shalandri says, I know you lying. Takia says, what about my name, Jake's Roberts? Y'all are balling. Says, let me tell you about not balling. So my book is about to come out. Whenever you buy, you have a book with a publisher, I'm about to put you on game, right? So they they pay you to write the book. Well, no, they pay you to sign a contract, right? So Woman Evolve, I wrote the book. It's my book. And then they pay me for that book. And what they're allowed to do with that book is they own the content of that book, but they pay me for it, right? So they pay me to sign the contract. They pay me to finish my manuscript. And then they pay you when it's about to be released. That's how my deal is set up. Different people's deal is set up differently. I'm putting you on game though, right? So, um, you know, for me, that's a lump sum of money. I don't, I'm not on a salary. I'm a business owner. So I, I make it happen the way I can make it happen. Right. And so I stretch that out, right? I stretch that out until I get my next advance and I stretch it out and I stretch it out. I'm about to have my next, you know, my next installment. And then I'm going to be stretching until God reveals what's going to be next for me. But you know what, when they uh, hit my last advance, when they gave me my last advance, do you know that the lady who helps me um, budget my money and finances told me that she wanted to she went on to put 20% in savings and 30% toward my taxes. And that advance hit different when 50% of it is gone. So what I'm saying is if you gonna change your name to Jake's Roberts, just know that 50% of it is gonna be gone. And then the other 50 is gonna be feeding the six kids that you got. So I don't even know if I don't even know if you're gonna enjoy it that much. Because let me tell you something, we be waiting on God's ever-changing faithful hand around here, but we laugh and we have joy in the midst of it, okay? Put you on game right there. Um, okay. Wow. Let's move on. Let's let's get through this as fast as possible before I start giving out my social security number next. <laughs> Hail Mary, ladies and gentlemen. Hail Mary. Hail Mary is when we take a moment and we acknowledge people who are out here minding their business. And when I say minding their business, I mean to the utmost, okay? A 12-year-old prodigy who finished high school plans to work at Nassau after graduating college. I'm going to read that for you one more time. (laughs) I'm going to read that to you one more time because I just want you to understand that I just said a 12-year-old prodigy who finished high school plans to work at Nassau after graduating college, okay? Despite her young age, Alina Wicker has big dreams. The 12-year-old Arizona girl recently received her high school diploma and is now gearing up to begin college at Arizona State University, where she plans to pursue degrees in astronomical and planetary sciences and chemistry. You want to talk about didn't even know Let me tell you something. When I was thinking about going to school and then dropped out of school, it was like communications, business, English, art. Am I lying? And then you had the med school and the lawyers, right? I never met someone studying astronomical and planetary sciences and chemistry. But to be fair, I didn't stay long enough to meet them. Come on, somebody. Um, Ashley says, I made it. So happy I'm here, SJR. You don't know how much you've changed my life. Oh, thank you. You're my bestie and don't even know it. Thank you for letting God use you. Let me tell you, 12 years old. South Royalty says, come on, Black Princess. Shalandri says, beautiful baby girl. Robin is giving hand claps. Brittany says, okay, young Black Queen. We are brilliant. Birthing brilliance. Okay. Simone says, Sarah Jakes Roberts. I had to get on and say thank you for my, oh, book club book. Chow, I'm excited. Sorry for interrupting the podcast. I'm so glad you got it. Thank you guys for being on this journey with me. We're going to have a great time. Uh, Giselle says, oh, they said I'm breaking up. No, the sound, rescue Sarah, connection skipping. <laughs> Change your name to Robot Tanisha. 
Mm-hmm. Shy says, can't hear. South Rose said, we back. Mary says, oh, no, you're breaking up. Let me see. Hmm. Uh, can we hear me? Can we hear me? Okay, Vanessa says she makes me want to go back to college. Go. My mother just went back to school, and she is almost finished, which is amazing. I think about going back to school. I think right now I have so many different responsibilities that I don't have a strong enough why. I think the only reason why I would want to go back right now is just to, like, prove something. That's not a good enough reason. Because, you know, proving something costs. Uh, glory. I feel a word on that. You know, I have to be willing to pay the cost to prove this. And I don't know if I care enough to pay the cost to prove what to what. You know what I mean? But if I get older and my kids are out of the house and I have more free time, I can maybe see going back to, like, expand my knowledge. There are moments where I wish I was more knowledgeable about certain things. But generally, I research, like, let me put you on game again. You know what I do? Sometimes I look at universities that I wish I had the time to attend and you can find out like their courses or their program to get a business degree or whatever. And you can look at the textbooks connected to that and then you can buy the textbooks on Amazon so you can learn what other people are learning. Now it's going to take you longer. You don't have an instructor, but it is an opportunity to still expose yourself to the knowledge that is going forth at universities without necessarily committing the time and resources to doing that. But but, you know, I'm a millennial and I just be finding ways to get stuff done. Okay. Uh, let's see. Zola says, speak life, y'all. <laughs> she ain't breaking it. Thank you. Speak life. We back. We back. Jaleesa says, just during the initial reading of the story. Okay, we're back. Noah says, somebody give SJR an honorary degree because she's smarter than half of the graduates. I know we'll take it. I will take, let me tell you something. I will take an honorary degree. You don't even have to be fully accredited at this point. And I'm going to hang it in my office. And when people come in, I'm going to just be staring at it. And so they can ask me about it. And then I'm going to be like, yeah. Those were the days, huh? You know what I mean? I'm going to do all of the college talk things. Panama's finest said I would go to school in perpetuity (laughs) if it was free and I didn't have bills to pay. Honey, I like learning, but would I go to school in perpetuity? Uh, I don't know. I don't. I like learning, but I don't know. But I see you, okay? Jaquela says SJR got a faithful floor ministry at home. I just know it. I don't know what that means. Okay. Does anyone? (laughs) Okay. I missed it. I missed it. But sometimes they be talking to themselves in the comments. Okay. All right. Moving on. The next Hail Mary is Samaya Saluhu Hassan. She became the Tanzania's first woman president. I just wanted to remind you that women are out here being presidential. Okay. Samia Hassan made history Friday when she was sworn in as Tanzania's first female president after the death of her controversial predecessor, John Magufuli who denied that COVID-19 is a problem in the East African country. Wearing a hijab and holding up a Quran with her right hand, the 61-year-old Hassan took the oath of office at State House, the government office in a place I can't pronounce. The inauguration was witnessed by cabinet members. Let me tell you, I just wanted to remind you all that women can be presidential, um, you know, 
How about that? That's all I wanted you to know in this season is that we are still out here making history. And I think it is important for us to understand this, that you can still do incredible things. Okay, Deandre says, going back to school next month for my master's. Lord, I'm nervous. And we are praying for you. Get that master's, sis. Win, win, win. Takia Young says, oh, she's the best. Thank you. And uh, Church of Jesus, Herod Christ says, but I don't care whether you dropped out at 14 in my eyes, you're still a kid until you're 25. All right. How about that? Um, Jessica says, please pray for me. Okay. All right. Let me see. Moving on. <laughs> More than Ruby says, no, ma'am, I will not use prom for school books. <laughs> Cece says, I like taking courses for a month to sharpen up on certain topics instead of a whole semester. I could see that for sure. Shatina Clark says she forgot a month because she ain't because she ain't going to have us out here sounding like we a little touched. Amen. All right. All right. Come on. First woman president in Tanzania. Um, all right. Last story. Um, ooh, and I'll do that one or I'm going to do this one. I'm going to do two more real fast, okay? A 70-year-old veteran named Jimmy Johnson saves his neighbors from a burning home, okay? The Marine Corps veteran is being celebrated by his community after saving a neighbor from a house fire that broke out on March 13th in Norristown, Pennsylvania. Johnson quickly ran up the street and kicked the door in with the help of some young kids in the neighborhood. They immediately started yelling for everyone to get out of the house, but one resident was trapped. Despite his lung issues, Johnson immediately ran upstairs to help the man to safety. He was on fire. I said, we got to get him out quick. I drug him down the stairs, brought him outside, and I'm just putting the fire out in his hair. It was just instinct that kicked in, and I did what I had to do, Johnson told reporters. Now he is being awarded for his bravery by the Norristown Fire Department and locals. He will be presented with a certificate by the magistrate judge, Gregory Scott. Come on, somebody. This thing is major. Ashley says, Uncle Jimmy. Yes, Uncle. Thank you, Uncle, for being willing to rescue us. Um, let's see. Ray Ray said, oh, she's uh, connecting to someone else. Martina said, oh, someone. Martina says, please keep me in prayer. I'll be receiving my master's degree in trauma and crisis counseling in August. Martina, I'm praying for you, and we need your voice. People are dealing with so much trauma and crisis, so thank you for that. Um, I love it. I love it so much. I love what Uncle Jimmy is out here doing. Monique says, yes, Unc. All things teach says, wow, God bless him. Lizzie says, God, please heal his lungs. Amen. We touch and agree on that one. And Tiffany says, God bless him. We love it. Okay, this next one. Boss moves, okay? Let's talk about, because let me tell you something. One of the things that I'm going to continue to promote is that it is possible to have longevity and fullness of life. I think it is so important for us to know this in a culture that often celebrates youth. It can make you resistant and worried about what it will mean to grow old and what age has to look like. And so this story, Nora Langdon, a 78-year-old grandmother from Detroit, is inspiring others to live a more active lifestyle through power living. Langdon is a retired realtor and now a professional power lifter. Several times a week, she's in the gym doing various workouts and keeping her body in top condition. But it didn't start that way. In 2007, Langdon weighed more than 210 pounds and struggled to catch her breath doing even the most menial task. It was then she decided to take control of her health. I never went to a gym or picked up anything before the age of 65. I'm going to read that back one more time because I feel God on that. 
okay? I never went to a gym or picked up anything before the age of 65. On the first day I started going to the gym, I went home that night and told myself that I'm never going back again But it because it was too much for me. Then I heard a voice saying, go back. So I went back and here I am today. Mama, 78. When I say get up, okay? When I say get up right now, 78 and in the gym. And sis is out here with real muscles, okay? Sis, I don't even know if you can call somebody 78, sis. It felt disrespectful when it rolled off my tongue. But let me tell you something. I love to see, especially African-Americans, I'm going to speak to my people for a minute. I'm going to speak to some of my brown folks for a minute. A lot of times minorities, because we do not have accessibility to healthy eating, and then we have to work so hard to make up for the disparity within our counterparts, our health is the thing that suffers. That's why COVID was detrimental to the black community because we did not have the same access to health care and our health in general tends to be a little weaker than that of those who have more opportunities, high blood pressure, high cholesterol. You talking about lung capacity to run, we trying to just survive from day to day. And so to see this woman, I think is an inspiration to me and other people of any age and race really, but to just remember that you can take care of your health at any age. It's never too late to redo or undo where where you have landed and to get back in the game. So I love that. Kara Jones says, get it, girl. Amazing. Crystal Burgess says, yes. Jay Nicole says, oh, yes, ma'am. Martina says, yes. And Suhinsley says, wow. JD says, she got guns like artillery. She's not playing, okay? Lou J2020 says, why does race play role everywhere? What about just people? That is such a great question. As a black woman, I it is difficult for me to separate my race from my identity. And when I hear stories like this, this is me. I'm going to answer you transparently and on, honestly. I have not always seen black people live on it well into their age and to not have health conditions and health problems. And so whenever I see someone who looks like me, who was living a long, healthy, vibrant life, that is a reminder to me that it is possible because most of the time, the images that we are inundated with are people who have health issues, who are struggling, who don't take very good care of their bodies. And so it's representation is important. I am going to trust that you're asking that from a place of honestly wanting to know and not being facetious, but either way, you just got an answer. And I hope that it makes more sense to you. Um, let's see. LaRonda says, Granny. Granny is out here doing what needs to be done. Okay. Tanika says, come, ma'am. God is good. And you do whatever at any age. Woman of discipline says, yes. Shaba in my holy voice. Love this. LaShonda says, same here. SJR. So proud of her. Shantina says, I'm just trying to turn my people vegan. That's it. Shantina, help us. Drag us. Okay drag us and help us to understand, okay? Um, okay, so yes, that's it. Um, it's time for the advice question. I'm gonna just keep this pace going because hopefully, you know, we won't have no technical issues and this podcast can be an acceptable amount of time, okay? 
PR says, you're not alone, sis. I just had chips and cookies. Let me tell you something. So I've been drinking my water. My nutrition has been tragic over the last week, I'm going to say. When I say tragic, like I'm not getting enough fruits and vegetables. I've been eating a lot of carbs. So, you know, I know that part of my struggle is that like when I'm not very busy, I tend to do very well with my health. And when I am very busy, my health is the first thing that suffers. And so this week, I came into this week with this paradigm. Like I packed my lunch to come to work today. And I was like, I am not going to just sit up and be busy and not take care of myself. I've been working out. and drinking my water, et cetera, et cetera. But last night I did warm up a cookie and I ate it in the bed. And then I got on the scale this morning and that cookie was like, hello, is it me you're looking for? <laughs> that cookie said, hello. <laughs> she was, sis was waiting on me as soon as I got on the scale. And then at first my thought would be like, man, you're doing all the right things. Why are you gaining weight? And then that cookie was like, hello. <laughs> So anywho, yes, it's a struggle, but I'm back in this bus. Okay, um, let's get into the advice questions and see what's happening. Oh, J.D. Jordan says, Pastor Sarah, can you send a life raft for Beth Moore? She left the Southern Baptist Convention over racism, and now that poor woman is depressed and lonely. I saw that story. Um, I saw when Beth Moore started speaking out, you know, in the height of some of the misogyny that we were experiencing in our country. And I had a feeling that she wasn't going to be content staying in that community um, that was, you know, very vocal about their support for what was happening in our country. And, you know, I think that while obviously we don't want anyone to be depressed, I think it is a misnomer to think that we leave a place that we've known for a very long time, even if we know we're leaving for the right reasons and think that we won't experience some level of disappointment, of grief, of sadness, even when you're doing the right thing. And I think it's important for us to know that because when you leave the toxic relationship, it would be great to be like, I-N-D-E-P-E-N-D-E-N-T. Do you know what that means? But sometimes you leave that toxic relationship and you're lonely and you're afraid and you're depressed and you don't know if you made the right decision, but you're doing it anyway because you know it's the right thing. So I'm definitely going to be praying for her, definitely rescuing her because even when leaving is the right thing, it doesn't mean that it's not painful. So big ups to her. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's see. This has been a very musical episode. Let's see. Okay. Let's see. Let's see. Let's move on to our advice questions. Mariah says, it's the only thing on that scale is the weight of glory. Don't even worry. We love it. We love to see it. Um, Okay, so here we go. Advice, what's good, SJR? In case you read this on We, what a do delegation. She says, I pray you see this because I would love to know what you think. Pause real quick. If you want to send us your advice questions, send them to podcast at womanevolve.com. Okay, podcast at womanevolve.com. Shanice says, send as long as you can. (laughs) Shanice wants you to, don't just send us the short story. Shanice wants to know every single detail when you send it. She says, start at your childhood. Take us all the way to adulthood. If you can, include some of your ancestry as far back as you can take it. Send the whole story. Podcast at womanevolved.com. Play. 
Okay, sis, I need your advice. So I'm going to make an extremely long story short. My husband and I have been separated since June 29th, 2018. He left 10 days after our five-year wedding anniversary, and I've been out here struggling. He has finally come to the place where he decided to move forward with divorce. I must admit my heart comes, my heart has come to, is shard. My heart is shattered. I had so much faith that God would restore us, but here we are. I'm struggling with the life after. It's been so traumatic for me and it's shaken me to my core. My outlook on life I see through the lens of this 16-year relationship that shattered. I have a fake smile, fake joy, and just fake everything. When, when I'm alone, everything I hold back just flows out. How do I navigate the life after? I ran to God when all this hit the fan. I had so much faith and now it's shattered. I realized I was chasing God for the sake of him fixing myself and my husband, not for God himself. But I'm going to be so real with you. I'm beefing with God and I'm trying to push past it. I feel better sometimes when I worship and other times the pain of it all is too much. So what advice would you give for transitioning into life after divorce? So sis, I've been there. I'm sorry that you're going through this. I know that it is not easy to deal with a breakup, a divorce, especially when you were planning on spending your life with a person. Having said that, one of the things that was really important to me after my divorce, even the reason that I initiated the divorce was that I really knew that God was not in our relationship. I think that there were moments where God showed that he was with us, but not necessarily with the relationship. Like in the birth of my daughter, having my children there, like sometimes God, just because you are living in God's presence doesn't mean that you are living in God's will. And I think it's really important for us to know that because sometimes we will feel God's presence and feeling God's presence will make us think that we are in God's will, but he is omnipresent. So we're always going to be in God's presence. And so what happens is we come into the acknowledgement and recognition of God's presence, but that doesn't mean we're in God's will. To be in God's will is to lay down our will in his presence. So you bring yourself into this recognition of God's presence and that it is from that place that we begin to pray, not for what we want, not for what we desire, not for God to take this pen and make our life exactly what we have in mind, but we pray that God would allow his will to become our desire. God, make me hungry for what you want. Make me thirsty for what you want. There are some things that we know are a part of God's will. God doesn't want you in an abusive relationship. God doesn't want you, and that's emotionally or physically or verbally abusive. We know that God longs for you to have stability. We know that God longs for his kingdom to invade the earth. And so there are some things that we can ask for that we know already align with God's will. But when we start praying for things that we are unsure of, the hardest heart posture for us to take that we must assume though is God, this is what I desire. But at the end, of the day, what I desire more than anything is what you would allow to happen in my life that aligns with your will and your purposes. And that takes some serious maturity. That takes some disconnecting from it. I mean, this is, you know, an example that I have shared over and over again. Like I am not praying 
it's the difference with me and my book coming in, coming out. It's the difference in me praying, God, please make this book a New York Times bestseller. God, please make this book a New York Times bestseller too. God, allow this book to bless every person who you have assigned for it to reach. That disconnects this flesh desire to be acknowledged and validated by people and men and then moves me into this space and position where what I'm asking for instead is something that already aligns with God's will. God, whoever is assigned to this book, God, whoever needs this book, God, whoever is tormented and caught up in their pain and their past and their mistakes and their fear, God, allow this book to reach them. And so um, as you're transitioning from being someone who wants something from God, what you have to dare to ask instead is to be molded and created by the will of God. And so when I transitioned from divorce, the biggest thing that I wanted to do was be married to me. I wanted to figure out who I was. I wanted to take all of these divided pieces of myself that had been divided by my fear, divided by my insecurities, divided by the trauma I experienced in a relationship. And I wanted to marry myself so that I could become one, so that I could like the woman who I was in the mirror. And I needed God's help to do that. God, how do I process this pain? How do I process this trauma? God, help me to love myself. Help me to dig into these wounds and to get the therapy and the support that I need. Help me to have humility. Those were all things that I needed to pray. And I I knew that those things aligned with God because at the end of the day, what I was praying is that there would be less of me and more of him in my life. And so my prayer for you as you transition to life after divorce is that you would realize that there is life after divorce, that there is abundant life after divorce, and that abundant life comes from being connected to God's will for your life. But... Let's see what the delegation is saying. <laughs> Sandra says, sis stole my entire testimony. Sis, lean on God. He allowed you to go through it so you can help pull someone else through it one day. Danielle says, she just snatched my wig clean off, okay? Church of Hair Jesus Christ says, you will be judged on how you treat them. Um, LaShonda says, yes, it's all about God's will and purpose. Um, Zola says, make sure you are chasing God for God and not just what you want from God. We can't use God as a side piece for when we want him to move on our behalf. God will restore you. Just re reconnect, to, just connect to his heart for the right reasons. South Royalty says, hallelujah, and I don't even read author books. I had to get this when the Holy Spirit kept telling me to get it, and I Thank God that he's already done the work to make sure this book meets you exactly where you need it. Tanisha says, start accepting yourself. Take the mask off. You need to show your pain for you. God already knows how you feel for a healing. Get vulnerable for you. You are living in shame and guilt. Understood. And Simone Cardias says, amen. That's how I feel. Whatever I do, I hope it pleases God. It's his purpose for my life and that I help someone somehow in life. It's so important to me to be used up the way he wants me to be. I love it. Okay. Let's move on. Um, oh, <laughs> there's a PS to this question. It says, love you, sis. PS, can woman dissolve become like a real thing, like a whole entire app with like workouts and meals, et cetera. If you do it via subscription, I'm subscribed because child, I need to dissolve. LOL. I'm just going to speak that thing until one day I check the app store and boom, look at God. He did it. All right. I hear you. I'm going to do what I can. Okay. Next question says, hey, SJR. First off, I want you to know how much Woman Evolve has contributed to my growth in God, my growth as a woman, and it has brought so much joy to listen to you every week. I usually can only listen to the only listen to the podcast and haven't been able to catch the live, but I still wanted to write you. That's what's up. Everyone is welcome. I have been with my husband for 13 years and we have been married for the last three years. About 
about maybe more than a year ago when I was pregnant with my daughter, we experienced changes in our relationship that left me questioning who I thought I was. To make a really long story short, in a huge argument, I put my hands on my husband in front of our older son. And as you can imagine, it broke him in many ways. Because I was pregnant at the time, he didn't leave. But for a long time, I endured a lot of payback from him, a lot of guilt and shame. Since the pandemic began, we have worked on our marriage, went through counseling, and have become so much closer. We have rediscovered our friendship. Recently, my husband has said that he finally wants to begin to heal from the physical abuse that I inflicted during our argument. He feels that because we are in a good space and he no no longer wants to seek revenge, but truly heal and move forward, that now is a good time. I say all of that to ask, how can I be there for my husband in this healing process, being that I am the one that caused him so much anguish and pain. How can I support him through this without the feelings of shame and guilt resurfacing that I have prayed so hard to overcome? I recognize my faults and I am so thankful that we are in a better space, but we are both worried that it will send us backwards. How can we heal from such a troubling history and move forward to what God envisioned for our union? Thank you in advance for your sound advice. Okay, so I want to commend you for taking responsibility for this. I think that a lot of times when women become physical in relationships that we think because it's a man that it's not that big of a deal. Um, it, you know, the even us could say, well, what did he do? The even us could maybe suggest that, you know, he probably did something to deserve that. But at that same token, if the, if the you know, sides were reversed, we would say that there is nothing that deserved that type of reaction. So I want to commend you for taking responsibility for for it. I think no more than when it is a male abuser that part of the healing process is to come to a place where you are able to heal as well. It's not just, I'm never going to do that again. It's what led me to this point. What did I feel? What uh, brokenness exists down on the inside of me? What lack of communication tools do I need in my life that will help me to keep from going to that place again? I think that you have to revisit this time in your life um, armed with with the love and support of your husband as he too has to revisit this time of your life armed with the love and support of you. And I think that you have to do that determined to figure out where are the lessons in this that will help us not just keep it from happening, but to create a new way of existing in our relationship? Because whatever the argument was that spawned this abuse, to me, the abuse is the fruit, right? And that is undeniable fruit. It's not great fruit. It's bad fruit, right? That's undeniable fruit. I'm more interested in how we got to a place where this was planted in the first place. What are the paradigms? What are the cycles? What are the communication? patterns that exist in your relationship. And I think that therapy is going to be an incredible tool to do that. Um, I think that you can be open and honest with your husband about how you feel. That's always how I start in my relationship. A lot of times we want to show up for a person. and But I think to tell someone I'm struggling to show up for you in this area because I feel so much guilt. But if you're willing to do the work and you can also understand that this is delicate for me as well, then maybe we can learn to maneuver around one another's brokenness together. And so I think to say that I'm still dealing with guilt, but I want to understand how I got to here. I want to understand how this happened in the first place. And I want to do it with you, I think can create beautiful intimacy in your relationship, but you don't have to put on your cape to fix it. And in marriage, this is one of the things that like I had to learn in marriage and relationships is that fixing it 
doesn't mean that you didn't hurt too. That in the context of your relationship, that you are able to be a victim and a villain at the same time. And that you have to be willing to let both sides of those uh, identities breathe. You don't have to hide the victim because you are the villain. And you don't have to hide the villain because you are the victim. If you know that you have played a role and that you um, experience pain as a result of something that's taken place in your relationship, I think it's really important that you bring all of that to the table so that you can navigate it together. Definitely think that you need counseling. Um, Dominique says, if they can go to family counseling, this seems like an appropriate time for sure. Jamie says, if you're, oh, she's talking about the movie. Um, uh, Daniels, uh, people are talking. Okay, Shantana says, yeah, I commend him being, because he is willing to work with you through everything. Women can be extremely toxic as well. And I know from my age bracket, we applaud this kind of behavior and I don't like that. Uncover your roots is to see what caused that trigger. For sure, Shantina, this is definitely something that is definitely applauded. I can tell you that there is a version of me that no longer exists. Thank you, Jesus. That would have been like, you know, but that's not right because at the end of the day, the goal is to become healthy and whole and not as toxic as the men who, you know, we have experienced abuse from. And I think that if we come to this place where we're like, like do these guys the way they do you, then we're going to end up perpetuating brokenness when at the end of the day, we're called to be healers. Mariah says, bringing pain into the light will never send you back only forward, sis. Unresolved trauma grows and festers in the dark, but when you bring it to the light, it will bring freedom and transformation. Proud of you both for fighting for positive change. Um, Jaleesa says, this is heavy, but I've been here. I truly hurt my ex. I got physical, but your girl was wilding, okay, and saw a jail cell because of it. But had I not done that, I would still be that person. I commend sis for her openness and kudos to him for wanting to heal. Do it together. Agree. Talia? Talia? says, I was four years old when I saw my parents fight physically. I did not know that traumatized me so much until I realized I was struggling speaking up for myself because I did not want to upset anyone and I was afraid of, of what I would do if I were to get upset. Prayer and therapy does help. And therapy. Okay, heavy on the and. Jocelyn Brown said, mm, beautiful intimacy. Love that. You know, um, not for nothing, BetterHelp is actually one of our sponsors for today's podcast. And I think it's really important. Um, this may be something, honestly, and I, this just hit me. Like while you are working through this with your husband, you may need safe individual counseling where you can talk about the feelings that are coming up for you as you try to support his healing. If you don't know that you guys are in a place where you can facilitate both of those villain victim identities that you're working with, it may be worth taking some time to have some individual counseling and explaining that to him that I want to be fully supportive of you in this process. I want to take ownership. I want to be able to hear how it affected you and, and what you saw and experienced in that moment. But I also need to be able to unpack this because it wasn't easy for me either. Even though I did it, it was difficult for me. And I saw a version of myself I didn't know existed. So I need help. Um, if this is triggering you though, in any way, maybe this isn't your question, but you are picking up on some things that you want to talk to someone about, I highly suggest you all get plugged into BetterHelp. BetterHelp is an online counseling community 
It's available 24-7. They have counselors in all 50 states, both male and female. You can connect in a safe and private online environment. It's not self-help. This is not you talking to someone who just went through a lot like me. (laughs) This is actual someone um, who has a professional degree in in counseling. They can help you. You can send a message to your counselor at any time. So if there's something that is preventing you from achieving your goal, your goal for your marriage, your goal for your inner well-being, get plugged into better help. I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash evolve. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash evolve. So... Make sure you guys get that. Barbara says, yes, therapy to identify your root causes to continue to improve your communication skills. Indeed, we love therapy, okay? We love it, we love it, we love it. Um, all right, it's snack time. It's snack time in the sanctuary, amen? All right, so we've been talking about courage all month long at Woman Evolve. It is our word of the month. And uh, last week we talked about courageous worship. If you caught Hey You, if you didn't catch Hey You, the the Courage Edition, I want you guys to catch it on YouTube because we talked about what it means to live courageously even in the space of worship. And that does not mean what kind of music you're listening to. Worship is a heart posture. And I tried to explain that the best way that I could, the way that God gave it to me, but I would definitely suggest that you all um, take the time to do that. This week, I want to challenge you in dreaming courageously before you break out your pen and paper and think about your house and the car and the relationship and all of those things that we include as a part of our courageous dream. I want to challenge you to dig a little bit deeper. And instead of thinking about the things that you want to have, I want you to consider the courageous dream for your insides. What is the courageous dream you have for your insides? I so wholeheartedly believe that every change that we want to see in our external life is connected to how we show up for ourselves internally. So when I think about the courageous dream that I have for my insides, it is to be more secure. It is to be more disciplined. It is to be more present in my life. It is to have more joy. And when we think about that courageous dream, we get to act on it immediately. We don't have to wait until our credit is fixed. We don't have to wait until we finish the degree. Those external goals have steps that are connected to them that require us to take time. But the courageous dream on your inside could get started right here today. So when's the last time you checked in with you? When's the last time you painted a picture of who you want to be on the inside? At the end of the day, God is not worried about what's happening on the outside. Man looks at the outside, but God, God looks at the heart. And so when God looks at your heart, I wonder what his dream is for you. Does he want you to constantly feel inadequate, under-resourced? Does God want you to feel like you're unworthy, like you don't have value? Not the God I serve. The God I serve has a dream for you, a dream that is bigger than you can even imagine. He sees you whole. He sees you fearfully and wonderfully made. He sees you beautiful. He sees you pure. He sees you innocent. Let me tell you, I had a moment over this weekend because my husband was talking about the the various elements of my personality. And he's like, on one hand, you know, you like this 
you know, little baby thug gangster. On another hand, you're like this anointed demon bully. On the other hand, you've got this like innocence about you. And there was something about him saying the word innocence that just stood out in my mind because that is not a character trait that I would attribute to myself. But I think that that's because my past and my shame and my fear often filters my mind and my thoughts and perceptions of myself. But when I think about my courageous dream, it would be to accept the dichotomy of my interesting personality and to find confidence in that. And so I want you to know that bigger than what you're going to do with your life and who you're going to be with your when you grow up, I want to know who you are going to be on the inside. Never stop dreaming about who you want to be on the inside. Life is constantly changing us. You know, we're married one day, we're going through a divorce another day, we're single, then we're getting married, we're raising children, and then we're raising adults. We're going back to school, we've graduated from school, we're switching positions. What is your courageous dream for your inside? Not getting the promotion. Who do you want to be on the inside? That's what I want you to focus on in prayer. That's what I want you to focus on when thoughts come to your mind. You got to ask yourself, Is this the thoughts of the person who I have in mind for that courageous dream? Or is this my reality, my fear, my shame, shrinking my identity? And I want you to begin to filter your words, your thoughts, your actions through the vision of that courageous dream. But before we can do that, you know what we got to do. We got to present that courageous dream to God. And we got to say, God, I have a vision of me being whole. I have a vision of me being confident. I have a dream that I will no longer be bound by my fear or my anxiety. I have a dream that I won't be broken anymore. And so God, I am asking for you to touch my dream, that you would touch the parts of my dream that bear your anointing, that bear your power, that bear your peace so that that version of me can be resurrected. All week long when you're praying, I want you to consider, and for some of y'all, it's been a minute since you prayed. That's all right. No judgment here because you can always pick up where you left off. I want you to consider writing down, taking a moment in your personal time. Maybe it's a voice memo. Maybe you're not into journaling, but do whatever is necessary to think about the courageous dream you have on your inside and then pray with that courageous dream in mind and then act with that courageous dream in mind. Does that person need counseling? Does that person need therapy? Does that person need to forgive? Does that person need to change their circle? Whatever that person needs to do, make sure that you create space for you to walk in the reality of what was once a dream. Okay, so I love that. Robin says her courageous dream for her insides is to be healed, bold, and enough. John Iris says, the future, amazing human being. Um, Noma says, hey, you helped me with my Sunday service sermon. Always does love that. Love it so much. Kayla says, amen. Sue Hensley says, amen. E.K. Todd said that her courageous dream is to love myself as myself completely. Love it. Uh, Marissa says, that's been on my heart for so long to dream again. I don't when I stopped, but this ministry has helped me to dream. I don't know when I stopped, but this ministry has helped me to dream again. Dream, baby, dream. Um, Brittany Dion Young says, internal courageous dreaming. What happens in the natural happens in the spiritual first. SJR is my spiritual sister in real life, LOL personality and all. My internal courageous dream is accepting my whole eccentric self, loving all facets, facets of me, owning my divinity. Panama's finest says, I want to be whole and not looking for affirmation from others. Let's press into this courageous dream and let's do so with 
confidence that God will meet us there. I want to pray with you. I love you guys. We've got an amazing, amazing week coming up. Uh, Make sure that you're plugged into us on the socials. If you're not getting our weekly devotional, I don't know what you're doing with your life. Okay, go to womanevolve.com slash connect. Um, Next month, we have a word for the month as you can imagine, and I cannot wait to release it. Um, But I kind of want to do something special for Hey You. So if you want to be, I only need four women to do this. I only need four women to be a part of this something special. But what I'm hoping for are four women who have learned invaluable lessons about themselves, about God through Woman Evolve. not just the book, but like the podcast, anything, an event, whatever that you went through. What is an invaluable lesson that you learned about yourself, about God, about how you show up in the world? I just need four women. And you guys can email podcast at womanevolve.com. The longest email you can possibly send, make it about 1800 pages long. And um, (laughs) she wasn't listening to me, so she missed it. So send it, send it on, send it on. And it's, Info, send it to info at womanevolve.com. Okay, my four my four homies, my four members of the delegation that are going to be a part of this for me, send it to info at womanevolve.com. Okay, let's pray. God, I thank you that you are building us up from the inside out, that we're worried about the outside and what it looks like. We're worried about the car. We're worried about the house. We're worried about the job. We're worried about the income. But all of those things are added things because what's most important to you is that we seek the kingdom. And so, Father, we're seeking your kingdom. We're seeking your kingdom vision for our life. We're seeking your kingdom vision for our identity, Father. Make that the dream of every person listening right now that your kingdom would come first in them and inside of them, that they would experience the good news that death doesn't have the final say, that fear doesn't have the final say, and that in return, Father, that they would be so on fire, so amazed, so confident that they begin to build things that bring your heaven, your kingdom to earth. And so, God, I thank you that we are some heaven-raising, hell-stomping, demon-bully-chasing women who are determined to evolve and revolutionize our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. I love y'all. I'll see you next week.